This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Shot clock down to seven. Now it's Brunson from the left side. Whips it back up top. Randall goes around Giannis down the lane. Draws contact. Countered in the foul. Harold Keefe with the call here on 98.7. Julius Randall, two and the free throw of his 41 points. Gordon, he had a, he had a really good game. Shot well. Uh... 14 of 19, 2 of 2 from 3, 11 of 12 from the free throw line. Uh, only four turnovers, which is, you know, great for him. Not the rebounding you wanted from him, only six. He had five assists. Uh, he just didn't – he just – he was great. He didn't get enough help. I mean, Brunson was very good again at 24 points. Didn't shoot well early, got hot a little bit later in, in, in the game. Um, R.J. Barrett, probably his best game in a while. You know, because he hasn't been the same since he came back from all the knee and the headache and the migraines and everything like that. But uh, listen, the key stat to this one was 60% from three for the Milwaukee Bucks game set match. Milwaukee Knicks now don't have to worry about going to Vegas. No distractions for them. They're coming back and getting ready for Boston. And instead of going to Vegas, they'll have a film session about giving up, what was it, 144 points, 146, whatever it was with, with Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, oh, that's going to be a long film session. Yeah, right? yeah. We're going to be in there for a while. You, you could have flown to Vegas and back in that span of time. <laughs> and they'll still be in there. Yeah. They'll yeah, <laughs> still yeah. be in there. Yeah. Ooh, that's going to be a long one. 1-800-919-3776. Jason Queens. Jay, start us off on ESPN New York tonight. Larry Gordon, thanks for taking my call. Um, so my idea is I've been hearing you guys talk a lot about trades that the Knicks should make. And I really think the Knicks should look into trading or trying to acquire Pascal Siakam from the Toronto Raptors. I think he's a good two-way player. I think he's won a championship. The Knicks could be a more versatile defensive team. And and I think he, he could add a he could be a good addition. What do you guys think about that? Him, uh, OG Ananobi, uh, Jay, uh, those are the two that I would love to have, but Considering that things are just a little frosty, Gordon, between the Knicks and, and Raptors right now, mm-hmm. I don't see that happening. Yeah, and, and it kind of gets back to the point I was making before about, like, okay, would I like Pascal Siakam on the Knicks? Yeah, I, I could envision, envision a trade. What's the trade? Mm-hmm. Do the Raptors have any interest in, in, in Julius Randle? I wouldn't think so, but uh, and, and unless they do, where is Siakam playing? Mm-hmm. Right, like where does how does how do you balance Siakam and Randall on the same court? Doesn't really seem to make much sense. So, uh, and and you're right. I mean, the fact that they're currently in litigation between each other, <laughs> I don't know if that's gonna. Hey, by the way, while we have you here in court, let's talk trade. <laughs> business is business. That that's that, that's lawyer speak. Let's talk about basketball. Right, right? sure. Talk, yeah, that's that's lawyers. The lawyers will hash that out. We understand. Look, that's. That's legalese. You let them do what they do. Boy, they're making enough money. So let them keep talking. They're, they're good. Let's talk about making each other better, shall we? Or, Gordon, I'll tell you what. If you take Fournier and Randall, we'll drop the charges. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's really, the, that's really the issue, I think, or at least one of the issues in trying to find one of these deals is that it, it feels like Randall has to kind of be included in that to, mm-hmm. to bring in like a big-time front-court player. Yeah. And who's interested in him? Yeah, I know. He has more valuable – he's more valuable to the Knicks than any team sees him as being valuable to them. 
And it's crazy because he's playing right now is, is great. I, right, absolutely. And this would be, if you could move him, this would be the time to move him. Right, but even, even as well as he's playing, mm-hmm. I still don't think that he has improved his value around the NBA. Right, right. He's perfect for where he is, mm-hmm. unfortunately, Nick fans. He's perfect for where he is. But he was great tonight. I mean, you He know, was great tonight. I mean, if, could he bottle this up and put this in right. the playoff? Yeah, the this, playoff this is the greatest series? sign that the in-season tournament is nowhere close to the playoff intensity <laughs> <laughs> that Randall had 41 tonight. He's all over the court. He's diving for loose balls. Diving for balls. Physical, too. Yeah. Bumping and grinding with, with Giannis in the paint. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. man. He, he, he was into it. He was he, he, he wanted to go to Vegas. There's no, yeah. no, no <laughs> question about go. it. He was, he was pumped up for that. Jose's in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? <laughs> hey, good evening, guys. Shout, uh, shout out to the company, Larry GD. Uh, quick, quick points, just to you know, touch on you know the stuff that you guys were touching on. Uh, as far as for the Yan- Yankees, I don't think that um that I. You know, I, I think that the Verdugo move was a good move where we'll see, you know, they'll definitely need to do more and try to get Soto and try to, you know, do more than Soto like Gordon suggested. It can't just be one superstar and then that's it. Um, as far as uh, the Jets, we're not going to do that. I'm not going to belabor that point. I'll spare Gordon, you know, the owner talk for he won't, you know, you know, uh, chastise me. You're not <laughs> sparing him. He wants to talk. You don't understand. Oh, I can't wait. I'm, I'm, he I'm, wants I'm, to talk to you. You see, you see, I'm, you see what I'm doing, Jose. I'm skirting it. I'm skirting it. He's just wringing his hands. Twirling my mustache as we're oh, sitting here. Oh, of course. So that's why. That's why you know when I when, when I when I get on the owner, he loves the owner because the Jets miss. You know, the owner being bad is only good for him. So here's the thing with the Knicks. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, watching the game, I was really pumped for it. Not because, like, you know, did the end season play into it? Yeah, a little bit. But it was more of the fact that I'm like, hey, we're, we're at full strength because we didn't have um, R.J. Barrett in that first game. And Brunson was amazing. And, you know, we had that, you know, you know, Randall had that questionable, you know, play at the end that kind of made him look bad and pretty much, you know, spawned the genesis of his great play that kind of came on throughout this whole time. So it was, I was, I was very hyped for it, but to just see them hit three after three. And I was just telling my friend, I'm like, you know, I'm guessing they're going to make some type of adjustment and, whatever adjustment there was, it just wasn't working because they just kept hitting the threes. And I'm just like, I know it's not going to happen every time, but it just looked really bad, especially when you saw that graphic where it showed like the Knicks as one of the top defensive teams and they're mm-hmm. just pretty much getting blasted, uh, bl- blasted by field goal percentage by the Bucks. So it was just, you know, they definitely uh, are going to have a, long video session with Tibbs and you know it is what it is but can you can someone answer me what has happened to Quentin Grimes because he just looks like to me he the the defense I just don't know where it's went and he he, offensively he's just nowhere to be found and I I just don't know what's happened in this game has he he, is he okay or is he unhealthy? Like, what's going on with, it, with him? Just That's thank, interesting. Thank it's an interesting question, Jose. Thanks for the phone call. His footwork, Gordon, uh, especially on the defense, is not what it's been. He That was one of the reasons why 
uh, Tibbs loves him and puts him on the toughest guard or sometimes the toughest forward uh, on, on the opposing team because of his footwork. And his footwork has not been good and his jumper has not been good. And that's unusual for him. Normally one of the two are working. Sometimes both are working. Uh, he might be suffering with something. I don't know, but he does not look healthy. He just doesn't. He doesn't look like himself. That's for sure. Um, I, I don't know what, I know he had the, the what was it? The wrist injury earlier yeah. in the season. I wouldn't think that that would be still holding him back, but um, no, he does not look like the same guy right now. And um, you know, when the Knicks are winning, I don't think that there's going to be any changes made, but you could definitely see if they hit a bit of a tailspin, that shaking up the rotation some, moving Mm -hmm. him out and DiVincenzo in, that's um, something that would be, I think, on the table at that point. Now, we talked about it last night, Gordon, with Frank Isola. And tonight, you kind of got the idea of it, okay? They were able to make runs with that small lineup, Gordon, in the third, late third, early fourth, trying to get back in there to make it respectable. But when you've got Josh Hart trying to defend Giannis or Portis <laughs> or Middleton, that's an issue. And see, these are the things that this is another thing that they're going to have to try to figure out at the deadline or at some point in time, maybe shuffling, you know, lineup. I don't know. Uh, you might need some. There's going to be opponents that you're going to need size against. That's going to hurt you, not so much on the boards, because, I mean, Hart and DiVincenzo, they, they rebound really pretty good for their size. For their size, yeah. You know, but it's the defensive problem that you have of them being posted. So uh, that's the thing that I think they're going to have to address, too, because as you get, you know, we expect that they'll get to the playoffs. I don't know how far they'll go. We'll figure that out when it happens. But, you know, when you play bigger teams, that size, that size is a factor. Mm-hmm. And what makes it worse is in the postseason – you know, you're not going to get calls. They let them play. It's more physical than it, than it is in the regular season. So that that could be an issue that's going to then in turn force you to keep Randall in longer, right? And you saw how his substitution pattern had to adjust because they were taking advantage of hard and they were taking advantage of the smaller lineup on occasion. And then now when the smaller lineup, when Randall went to the bench, Okay, uh, Milwaukee countered by bringing Giannis back in. And now you've got Giannis and Portis and Lopez. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. (laughs) That's an issue. That is an issue. Absolutely. Well, look, I I think that um, it does feel like the season is we're deep into it. We're really not. um, But these things are going to have to shake out. And they have and they got some things in their in their hands that they're going to have to move off of at some point. It's just a question of what what's the deal that they can put together for some of the, the draft picks that are going to come up at the end of the year, the the Fournier contract, little things here and there. So um, they always keep it interesting, that's for sure. They do. They really do. They really do. When we return, Gordon, um, I'm really curious about this Monday night game with the Giants, mm-hmm. how this is going to shake out. Uh how they're going to respond after the bye week and how the fans are looking at this because, you know, the giant fans I'm talking to Gordon, they're, they're talking about making a run. They're, they're talking about, you know, run where to the store. They got to pick up no, some things before Monday no, night. No, I mean, I like a little chip and a little dip. That's no, me. You know, no, maybe, no, no. maybe you like a little wing. Maybe you like yeah. a little, uh, a little jalapeno pupper, something along no. the where are they making the run to in the words of Jim Mora. They're talking playoffs, baby. Oh my God! Playoffs. Look, this is Play this is what offs. the NFL teams have done to people in this town. It has playoffs. warped their brains. Playoffs. 
playoffs. Playoffs. Playoffs. Yep, that's what they're thinking. They're thinking playoffs right now. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, did you know Sticks and Foreigner will come together for the Renegades and Jukebox Heroes Tour next summer at the PNC Bank Art Center on July 23rd? Yeah, I have heard and, that, yes. Yes, and ESPN New York has your chance to score tickets all week at ESPNNewYork.com or on the ESPN New York app. How do you do that? Simple. On the app, you scroll down the contest, submit your entry. Brought to you by Live Nation. Hey, tickets are on sale this Friday, December 8th at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. Go before we get back to the phones. Um, let's 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 humor our giant fans for a second. Okay. Let's humor Harvey for a second. All right. All right. So they've got a Monday nighter against Green Bay. And this is a little different Green Bay team than about three weeks ago, Gordon. This is, Jordan right. Love has really put some things together here. This team is on a roll. Mm-hmm. and um, they gave Kansas City all they could handle, which makes me look at Kansas City a little bit differently, too. You know what I'm saying, Gordon? As mm-hmm. I was saying the other night, it's it's there's something missing from that team. Right. And listen, they, they may end up being, you know, they're 8-4. Well, the, they may end up being like 13-4. and four, but it's Outside just of Kelsey, missing. they don't have any reliable receivers. That's, That's the problem. Saying, yeah. They don't yeah. have anybody that catches the ball. And I think I saw a stat. I'm not sure if this is exactly uh, right, but it, it sounds right. It feels right that I think they've had as many 20-point games this year as they've had in previous years with Mahomes as quarterback. Wow. So the offense is not the explosive offense that they've had in the past, and, and he's still good. He's still hitting receivers and hitting them in the hands, mm-hmm. but they're not catching the ball. Yeah. So I don't. it seemed like at the trade deadline, that was a perfect spot for them to yeah. trade a, a draft pick that was going to be late if not the last pick in the first round to Tampa Bay for Mike Evans and, and mm-hmm. get the deal done because they're in win now. And, uh, and they didn't do that. They didn't do anything to improve themselves. And I think it's going to come back to haunt them. Yep. There's no doubt about that. It, and that's a is. great game this week because both teams kind of need that game. Chiefs kind of need that game to get back on mm-hmm. track. Yep. And the bills really need that game because now they're in danger of missing the playoffs. And we don't know what Omar would do if, if Buffalo's not in the playoffs. Oh, we know what he'd do. Well, I know yeah. he's not going to call, but I'm right. No, yeah, he's going to go into hiding. He'll be underground, and then he'll call up when Met season uh, is going on. <laughs> oh, the Mets, Yamamoto. Can I King Big a little bit? Yeah, yeah exactly. he'll he'll be he'll he'll completely gloss. Oh, we know we lost, but the Mets. Blah, 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 blah. This is That's going right. to be my year. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Narrator voice. It has never been his year. <laughs> it has never been. It has never been his year. Throw him out of town. Throw him out of town. Uh, that's what he does. He leaves town, and then he'll come oh, back. After yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, so, and by the way, two Monday night games on simultaneously. Yeah, I, I hate that. Simultane- Normally, they stagger them. Simultaneously, mm-hmm. they'll be on. I don't know. What, uh, is Peyton going to take one game and Eli take the other? I mean, how are I'm they going to sure. <laughs> How they yeah, gonna do I'm that? not sure. <laughs> uh, it has to beat uh, Tua playing the guitar while the game was going on this past week, so. <laughs> Nothing was worse than that, but uh-huh. um, yeah, I don't. I don't like the. Two, I don't like two Monday night games. I don't need. I don't want two Monday night games. I don't even mm-hmm. want them staggered. Just give yeah. me one game. I'm. Fo- yeah. I'm fine with the one game. Yeah. Now they're trying because something different. You're taking something away. The beauty of Sunday is sitting down and just having a smorgasbord of games at your disposal, mm-hmm. and you're jumping from. The, and trust me, when the Jets are playing, you need a smorgasbord of games because you, you can't watch them for a long. It's like it's like watching the, an eclipse. You can't, you can't watch it directly for too long, otherwise you'll go blind. <laughs> uh, 
But the Giants, the Giants, oh, so Giants schedule Monday night mm-hmm. uh, home yeah. for Green Packers. Bay. Yep. Okay. At New Orleans Sunday, mm-hmm. right. win. I think that's a win. They could win that. The Giants on the road against New Orleans. Larry, yeah, they, they, they beat they beat Washington. Yes. They've beaten uh, the Arizona Cardinals and they've beaten the yes. Patriots. Yes. They have beaten three teams that are going to be picking top five in the draft. Yes. They don't beat I anybody. It. I get it. So they do. So I give them a shot against New Orleans. Okay. They're not. Beating, By the way, not, for the listening audience, every time Larry says they're due, take a drink. By the end of the night, you'll be ready to roll. That's it. That, that's it. That, that's my gift to you. <laughs> right. <laughs> you'll be. You'll be There's feeling a lot of good. teams that are due. Cashman's due. The, the Giants are due. The the uh, the Jets are due. Well, I don't know about the Jets. Yeah. Um, okay. At Philadelphia, they're not winning that one. No, they're not winning that. Uh, home for the Rams. Uh, maybe I don't, I don't so. know. Maybe, but I, maybe, you know, maybe. It's time and, for Christmas miracles. And home for Philadelphia? I don't, I don't no, know. they're not winning either. If if now look, Philly might not need either game, so I right. guess th- th- that I'll leave that open as a possibility. Mm-hmm. But wh- here's the thing for Giant fans who are thinking about the road to the play- why would you want to go to the playoffs? You stink. You're going to go to the playoffs and get destroyed and just be embarrassed. Like, the season hasn't been embarrassing enough for you. Now you're going to go to the playoffs and get absolutely exposed in the first round as not being any good? And everybody just making jokes at your expense because you don't measure up to whoever you play. You play the Cowboys? You want to play the Cowboys again? Um, you can't root for your team to lose. No, well, that's fine. You might not root for, but you, so, you don't. So you, sh- you, you shouldn't root, root for, for your team to go someplace they don't belong, and the Giants so, do not belong in the playoffs. I, I get that. I agree with you, but I mean, if you're a Giant fan, you're like, you know, we will, no, something can happen for us. No, maybe. I mean, what that, what could happen? Nothing good is going to happen from that. Yeah. It's I, so, I, I, I would much rather have the draft pick be higher than than. I mean, what what are we doing? I know, I get it. You know my thought process. My thought process is always take the draft choice because you never want to be in this disposition again. Right. So exactly. while you're in this position, right. take the take draft choice, try to get better. Right. And for you, both teams need quarterbacks. But for you in your situation, your guy's leaving next. You know, you could get rid of your guy after next season. Mm-hmm. Okay, so draft a quarterback. You're in the spot. All yeah. Right? yeah, I know look, you need offensive line help. I know there's other things you need, but you, you need a quarterback. And if you're a Giant fan who's who's devising, if you're out in the shed like John Nash in a beautiful mind devising scenarios where the wow. Giants can make the playoffs, just here, I, I'm here for you. Get help. Call somebody you know that you that loves you, and ha- say I, I need help because this I should not be using whatever whatever time you have here on Earth. You should not be using it for this because this is pointless. You agree with that, Harvey? It's over. Just, just forget it's about over. it. Right? It's over. It's it's so over. It's it's. It's over. But this is very fun for me. I get to see Tommy DeVito and the five families okay, coming fine. out together. You watch Tommy yeah, DeVito go out there and and yeah. throw some touchdown passes and and Absolutely. be entertained. Look, I'm not telling you not to be entertained. Be entertained. Yeah. And I, and I'm not saying you're going to lose these games forty to nothing. They'll probably be entertaining games. I'm getting a lot more out of this than I thought I would because I get to see at least my future backup quarterback. Facing challenges like the Packers and the Eagles and the Rams week yeah, after week after week. You're, you're, you're getting to see your future backup quarterback. Well, that's, you don't know. He's not starting that's over the takeaway from the season. He's but not, you don't know. What he else? Might well, the takeaway future. is there, Gordon. There is no. That, All there right, is, then. Sometimes there is no takeaway. Yeah, sometimes there's nothing to be learned. 
No, there's it. something. There's, there's always something, something to be learned. learned. No, there's not. There's always something to be. Uh, learned. There's always something to be learned. Not this year there ain't. You don't want to learn. Not when you start the season losing to the Cowboys forty to nothing, and it's all downhill from there. I don't think you want to learn, Gordon. I think that's it. Well, no, I don't think that there's anything. Uh, you know what you learned? This year is terrible, and and there's nothing to be t- gained from this year. It's all about what's in the future. There's always something to learn, and what you learn this year is that you're not, you're not as close as you were. Right, you, you have not closed. <laughs> you have not closed. This is the what gap. you learned. Right. That that playoff situation was nice last year. It was wonderful. It was a wonderful dream. It was great, but mm-hmm. you're not as close as you thought you were. So no. now, you're your front office has to roll up their sleeves and get mm-hmm. to work, get or to get work. back on, or get right. back on the plan that they thought. Because right. they may have, you know, if, if the years would have been reversed, it would have been perfect. Okay, because last year should have been this. This should have right. been last year. And last year, okay, we move. We're heading. We're moving forward. This is what we want to do. So now you have to honestly look and say, you know what? We're not as okay. We're not as good as we thought we were. And, and here's one thing you can take from this year: your coach has been dealt as just a bad a hand as the Jets' head coach, mm-hmm. and they have not spiraled into the embarrassing territory like the Jets have. There's not stories every day about the Giants doing this or a Giant talking about that or the quarterback's not going on and talking about this thing or that thing. They're, they're doing their best with what they have. It's not great, but at least they're trying to piece some things together. And I think it's going to get ugly here before the season ends, but it is what it is. At least, you, at least you've gotten something. But their quarterback moves the ball up and down the field. Their quarterback right, but, touchdowns. But, but he's a third-string quarterback, too. That's what makes it worse for the Jets. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Because that's, what, that's part of the issue. They're in games. They're I mean, in you games. Know, earlier than, you know, with mm-hmm. DeVito, they've been in games. They haven't yep. been blown out. They're, no. they're not losing, you know, fifteen to uh, fifty to two. Well, well, look, they got they got destroyed by the the Raiders and they yes. got destroyed by the Cowboys. But what if now maybe part of it was the opponents that they were playing, mm-hmm. but they have gotten some. They it looks func- It looks like an NFL team. Exactly. It's not pretty. It's not always pretty, but at least it's functional. Right. It's they not as New bad England. as the Jet situation. They beat New England. Right. Just and the other thing is, in ever. Yeah, the, the Giants head coach is not calling up talk show hosts to, to talk about how bad his quarterbacks are. Mm. I, I mean, what, what every time, what did I say to you yesterday, Larry? Never say with the Jets it can't get worse mm-hmm. because it can always get worse. Yeah. And I'll say this, uh, Gordon, because I think um, Harvey's going to take off if we don't play this commercial. Um I'll say this, that's a bad job by the talk show host. Oh, absolutely. That's a bad job. By but, the t- you but, cannot. No, of course. You cannot divulge that. That's, that, that's but, the worst thing you could do. And I get it, Salah's Sal- 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 fault. It's Salah's fault. The talk show host is a fan. I know. Even he would say if you had to put him into one category, are you more of a talk show host or are you more of a fan? He'd say, I'm more of a fan. Yeah, no question. He was talking to a fan. Yeah, and he's what he's he's finished. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what other changes you're going to get after this season. That move alone, yeah, it should be over. enough to get him fired. It's not good <laughs> when it's you've good. never had a winning season, and the season is spiraling out of control. And and we're talking about leaks, yeah. and and Aaron Rodgers, who's the grand poobah of the whole organization, mm-hmm. is t- we got to get rid of these leaks. Yeah, 
And, yeah. and on, on the same day that a story comes out that the, the head coach is texting and, and the talk show host is sending him a six-point plan to fix the Jets, <laughs> it writes itself. If the Jets were a TV show, they'd be the it would be Game of Thrones, but instead it would be like a slapstick comedy. Yeah, it it's unbelievable the, all the different storylines they have going there, and it's all yeah. bad. It's all bad. It's really bad. This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety eight point seven ESPN. But you know somebody that's getting no rest tonight. No rest tonight. Brian yeah. Cashman, I hope. No, 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 no. That will be the New York Jets public relations department. Oh, my gosh. Those poor people. Who will have to try to prepare Zach Wilson for the next time he meets the media, which will probably be tomorrow, tomorrow Thursday. Well, let me ask you this. When Does Salah meet the media again tomorrow? Yes. Because he didn't answer questions today about the whole brouhaha, right? Yes. No. He normally is Tuesday's the off day. Mm-hmm. So he will be. Uh, oh my god! I can't wait for this. He'll I be. Mean, he'll be. So we'll be. The, the we'll, Jets we'll have, have some more to say tomorrow. The years. You know. See. See. He gets Tuesday off. That's Aaron Rodgers' day. So <laughs> Tuesday is is, uh, is Robert. A, so Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, Robert Sal- Robert Salah talks four days a week. And listen, I understand. And, and Samini he told us last seven night. Seven days a week. I know. And uh, Samini mentioned it last night that, you know, that's how they do things, that the general manager doesn't speak except in specific times. But the way this season has gone, I think that when the season ends, you're going to have to hear from the owner. Yeah. I th- well, you normally do. Do you? Okay. Yeah, you normally do. You normally hear – sometimes you hear from the owner. Every, you normally do. And I'll say this before we get to the calls. This is a worse season than Mangini had – when he let Mangini go. Oh, no go. question. And he let Mangini go. Right. And they were, what, 8-3? and three? <laughs> One point Right, they were 8-3. It, it, it fell apart from there. It fell apart from there. Um, okay. And again, I think that when Rodgers goes down, all the real expectations for the season kind of went out the window. No question. No question. But you can't, you, you can't have this no. where you're, the, you're a laughingstock. Yeah. And it's the... I mean, every day there's something new with this organization. He, I, he's, right. uh, I, I think it's clear now that this latest story between the, the juxtaposition of the coach being talked about texting a talk show host follow the day after the, the, the quarterback conversation that took place about him not wanting to play, mm-hmm. and then Rodgers going out there and saying, we got to fix these leaks. To me, that one plus one plus one equals three, and that means that they're going to have another head coach next year. So my scenario that I gave Samini last night is probably what you'll see next year. Yep. You up you upgrade over. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So you get another interim mm-hmm. interim mm-hmm. head coach will be a defensive guy. Hackett will stay with Aaron. They'll handle the offense. They'll they'll move. They'll promote one of the you know uh, line coaches to be defensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and they'll run it. They'll try to do it this year, the next season. And then after that, uh, whatever happens, if it doesn't go well, you know what? If it goes well or it doesn't go well, I, I think you still have to reassess what you're looking at with your GM, and I think he still may go after six years. Even even if they have a decent season next year, Gordon, I don't, I don't know how you could bring him back. 
I don't know. I, I think that after next year, I mean, really everything could be up in the air, right? Yep. Because, I mean, if you get a full season out of Rodgers next year, mm-hmm. that I don't know that you can expect a third year out of him. I, I don't agree. think you want a third year out of him. If, and right. if he goes, the offensive coordinator is certainly going to go. Right. Well, then you clean house. You bring everybody Then you out. clean house and you bring in everybody. And yeah. I think that there's still any other organization. If you lose 10 in a row. Well, that, but see, that's the caveat because Samini said last night, if you lose, ten, everybody's out. You gotta, you gotta. Everybody's out. Even the Jets would have to do. It. I think any yeah. organization, you lose ten in a row, and I'll say this: if that doesn't happen, well, then you'll have your proof that Woody Johnson, as an owner, does not care about you, the Jet fan. Yeah. Because he didn't remember he didn't hire either of these folks. Well, he wasn't he back. Not for Salah. Not for Salah? I thought he was no. back. I know he wasn't here for for. I don't think he was back for, for Gase. Salah. Yeah. I don't know that he was back for Salah. I don't remember. I don't think he was. Well, he's here now. He's he's yeah. got more than enough <laughs> to look he's, at. He's got a laundry list. Yeah. I, I, I don't know how you could possibly list. lose ten games, have it spiral out of control, no, have a story in the paper that embarrasses your your investment every yeah. single solitary day. Jet yep. fans would be up in arms, and rightfully so. They are sick and tired of being the punchline. They, they're like the Nick fan was, you know, five yeah. years ago. That's right. That's right. I'm waiting to hear that there's planes flying over. Uh, oh, that guy's, that guy's gassing it up here soon. Oh, don't <laughs> worry. That guy's getting ready. Buddha's in the Bronx. What's up, Buddha? Hey, guys. You know, before I get to uh, <laughs> the Greek tragedy that's Robin Salah, and the Jets. I just got to take umbrage with one thing you said last night, Gordon, when you were mm-hmm. talking with Jose at the end of the show. And you said Woody Johnson's only problem, what, he's not making the quarterback decisions, and his big problem is he's hired the wrong people. Yeah. This is the same Woody Johnson who had Mike McCagnin and uh, Todd Bowles reporting to him separately. This is the same Woody Johnson who, um, you know, when we talked about Robert Sala wanting to bench Wilson, every time that he wanted to do that, uh, there was some kind of uh, U.N. powwow that had to take place. And, you know, obviously Aaron Rodgers has a main line to uh, speak to Woody Johnson, and he doesn't need to go through Douglas yes, or Sala. Mm-hmm. And also, to wash it all down, this is the same Woody Johnson who told Robert Sala if he wanted to keep his job, he had to fire Mike LaFleur. So respectfully, I disagree with your assessment of Woody Johnson's only problem is that he doesn't hire the right people. He's a meddling owner, and his hands. But we don't we we don't know that he's he's the re. I think Jose's point was that the only reason why Zach Wilson has survived this long is because the owner likes him, and and that he's not the only person who has said that. Other people have said, "Oh no, the owner is pushing for Zach Wilson, and that's why he's gotten all these opportunities." We don't know that. I mean, it could just all be right, Joe so Douglas. Like I said. If if it was Joe Douglas that said to Rob Sala, you can't bench Zach Wilson, you think Joe Douglas is making any type of decisions here that Woody Johnson doesn't want him to make? It's semantics, bro. Woody Johnson's a bad owner, and he became a bad owner somewhere along the line uh, around the Idzik time when he used Idzik to, you know, develop a, a plan to, to move on from Rex Ryan and gutted the team I mean, and, and, you know, you're talking about Woody Johnson with Jets fans. Woody Johnson's turning that profit just the same way all these owners are. You've got about seven or eight owners who are really trying to win a Super Bowl, and the rest of these guys with that TV deal, they're making their money. But you know what? Look, 
let's talk about Rob Sala, uh, Robert Word Sala, who uh, is basically, he's done here. And you know how you know he's done? When I saw that Tim Boyle was being released, that indicated to me that, you know, Rogers and his group of stiffs that he brought here, you know, he's more loyal to them than he is to Rob Sala. And, you know, I haven't watched any of the McAfee show. I mean, I made five minutes uh, of, since it's been on ESPN. But I said, let me pop it on today. Forget about the part where he said about the mole. He said, you know, in, in New York, they want to get rid of you and do all these other things. He's trying to defend Zach Wilson. And the most poignant thing he said, which was accurate, which, I, you know, he said, look, the pundits here and the media, and he said, and the pundits, they have a little bit of influence on what the decisions are made here. That was a direct shot at Robert Sala. And, see, with Rob Sala, what his problem is, is there's a little immaturity on his part in terms of being a leader. We saw it with the T-shirts. We saw it with all the other stuff that was going on. And he absolutely has been dangled as the front man by Joe Douglas. But he should have known better. The same thing happened with Adam Gates. But specifically with this situation, and then Roger's talking about how is this stuff being leaked. When something is being leaked like that, yeah, it makes Wilson look bad, but it makes your organization look worse. And the fact that, forget about that you're texting a pundit, that you're posting pictures on Twitter about playing golf with the same pundit and all these different things, you dope Rob Sala. You're not a New York Northeastern guy because if you were, you would know you got to watch your back around anybody here. If you think that that specific pundit let that come out, then apologize for it later on in the day, and this was all some accidental thing, please. And I've heard that same pundit say, look, you can play golf with me. You can be my friend and everything. If things are not going right, I'm going to call it like it is. So basically it was a shot <laughs> at Salah and his dumb behind. You know, he's done so many stupid things here and said so many stupid things that there was a part of me that felt sorry for him, but then there's a part of me that said, you know what, bro, you brought all this on yourself with the coffee, uh, the instant coffee, you know, you're trying to attack the fans, talking about how everybody's mad in here and all this other different stuff. You know, he's a bad liar. And when I listen to Rob Sala, whenever he talks about Zach Wilson, and when I say this, believe me, you guys know, the Zach Wilson truthers and apologists annoy me just as much as his play on the field does, just as much as him being drafted here and all that. But there was a great movie from the 80s. It was called A Soldier Story. Mm-hmm. Howard Rollins Jr. was in that movie. Yep. A young Denzel Washington was in that movie. Yep. There was a guy, I forgot the gentleman's name, he played the Sarge. Eight and he season. was all over these guys. And they had a guy that they thought killed the Sarge, and his name was C.J., Mm-hmm. And when Howard Rollins Jr. was talking and trying to do interrogations to find out who killed the Sarge, when he asked him, he said, how did the Sarge feel about CJ? I forgot the actor he spoke to, but he said, look, when he spoke to me, he said, how do you feel about CJ? He's like, oh, he loves CJ. He was this, that, and the third, this, He kept pressing him. You know what happened a few, uh, uh, the second time he interviewed him? He's like, how do you think he felt about it? He said he hated him. <laughs> yep. You understand what I'm saying? Yep. He hated him. It. He disrespect. He Listen, Rob Sala is so stupid. If he would have took a stand when they told him, look, you have to file a floor, when every single person knew that Zach Wilson was not ready to forget about being a 
an NFL quarterback, but to be a quarterback of this lowly franchise with all of this nonsense that surrounds it, that he was a boy, a boy in sheep's clothing, asked to be a wolf, and he wasn't going to be able to do it, he should have said, you know what, if you make me file the floor, and I told you this before, I resign, because yeah. he would have kept his dignity, and he would not have got exposed for the lack of leader that he is. And now, you better hope you can get another defensive coordinator job, but you know how it works in the NFL. <laughs> the Detroit Lions have signed Rob Sala as the linebackers coach. Yeah, that's what what's gonna, you're dope. right, Buddha. Thanks for the phone call. You're right. That that's that. He, you go. You have to go down to come back up. And listen, um, with him on one side of the ball, he'll have a chance, Gordon. He'll have. He, he'll probably get a like he like Buddha yeah. said, linebackers job mm-hmm. or something like that. He'll get another coordinator's job because the defense is not bad. Okay, he he knows no, how absolutely. to do the defense. The defense is not bad. But as a head coach, Gordon, everybody can't be a head coach. Yeah, and I think that part of it will be that I think that people will view Salah as part of the problem is just the dysfunction of the Jets. That He just mm-hmm. was not enough to overcome the dysfunction of the Jets. So, yeah, I would not be surprised if he gets another coordinator's job or, or maybe he has to go back and be a linebacker's coach someplace. Uh, but, yeah, I think that when this season – we came into the season knowing – that if things did not go right, he was going to be the sacrificial lamb and nothing, nothing that has happened this week would make you feel differently about that. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Just a reminder, everybody, that Sticks and Foreigner will come together for the Renegades and Jukebox Heroes Tour next summer at the PNC Bank Arts Center on July 23rd. And we've got them. Yep, ESPN New York has your chance to score tickets all week at ESPNNewYork.com or on the ESPN New York app. How to do it? Simple. Scroll down the contest and submit your entry. That's all you have to do. Brought to you by Live Nation. Tickets are on sale this Friday, December 8th at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. But Gordon, we got something else going on this Friday. Yeah, the Michael K. Show holiday party returns Friday, December 8th at your mother's house in Garden City Park, Long Island, uh, with special guest appearances by Wally Zerbiak, Amani Toomer, and Rick DiPietro. Increase your chances of winning one of the holiday giveaways by bringing up to three toys for donations. Mark your advent calendars. Get ready to spread some cheer at the Michael K. Show holiday party this Friday at your mother's house in Garden City Park, Long Island. It's brought to you by Momentum Solar, the New York Islanders, Jake's 58 Casino Hotel, Yingling Traditional Lager and Flight by Yingling, the perfect beers for the holiday season, Security Dodge, visit securitydodge.com and come get some selection and benefiting the Garden of Dreams Foundation. You know, Gordon, uh, we started the show talking about the Yankee trade when they obtained uh, Verdugo Mm -hmm. from uh, Boston. You know, the Mets are looking for outfielders, too. Um, Because from what I'm hearing, and it's clear, they're looking to probably try to move Brandon Nimmo, I think, to a corner position. Okay. Um, I know that they, uh, just hearing from a couple of folks, uh, reports about uh, Jorge Soler and uh, Teoscar Hernandez that you could put them in and also be like DHs as well mm-hmm. because you know how potent that DH spot has been for the Mets over the past. Yes, <laughs> yes, we have had that conversation <laughs> once or twice, right? You know, and then of course there's Michael Taylor uh, for a defensive type, you know, not so much power but a defensive type person. You know, this is going to be interesting how David Stearns treats 
uh, Starling Marte because you haven't really gotten anything out of him. Look at the double hernia surgery. Uh, he's been in and out of the lineup. You know, he's making a ton of money. I mean, I don't know what you can expect from him. You, you have to do something in that outfield because I don't know how much he's going to be available. Look, the, the, the kid, um, well, not, not a kid. He's a veteran. DJ Stewart, he had a pretty good last couple of months last year, Gordon, but he's a, I don't know that he's going to give you that all the time. You know, I don't know if he's going to give mm-hmm. you those numbers consistently. So they've got some decisions to make in the outfield as well. Yeah, and, and look, the, the big one for the Mets, uh, to me, the move they have to have this offseason is Yamamoto. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like that's something that's not just about now, but in the future they need pitching. It would seem to line up that uh, that with no budget, they would be the team to beat with all these teams involved. But the Yankees being so open, saying that they feel like they're ahead of the field or, or ahead of the pack in the chase for, for Yamamoto, it's going to be fascinating to see where he ends up. Yeah, it is. It is. And both teams need him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they both need him. They both need him. Now, you know, I don't know. I, I know that uh, Aaron Boone spoke today, and he was talking about how great he would look in, in pinstripes. And obviously, you know, that's what Aaron Boone is supposed to say. You know, he wants him in there. But, you know, from a financial standpoint, I think, you know, the Mets have as good a shot as anybody to, to sign him. And so it is going to be interesting. But for you as a Yankee fan, Gordon, it's got to be, listen, it, it's finally sound like they think they want to be the Yankees again because they're at least in on these conversations where they haven't been the past couple of seasons. Yeah, it's nice to see them be confident, but confidence has to be backed up with results. We've heard confidence before and it's not been. This year has to be different. All right, my friend. we got a full show tomorrow night, so I'll see you tomorrow. Sounds good, Larry. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York Tonight. Harvey, Joe, thank you very much. Conversation continues on 98.7 ESPN.